Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. It's good to see you guys. We, uh, we've got a few mamas in the Thank you all for being here. Y'all could have chosen to have been anywhere today, right? It's your day. You chose to be here. Thank you for choosing to be here. Somebody got, somebody got drugged here by their mama today, I guarantee you. I've had a lot of mamas over the years tell me on Mother's Day, I ask for one thing, it's my family to come to church with me. I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. So some of you came from far away. So we're glad you're here. Um, I know that this day can also be a tough day for some people, and that's not lost on me as well. So um, uh, just know that uh, we love you, and we're glad that you're here too. Um, we, uh, I want to make mention that uh, we're praying for the Roney family uh, in these days. Uh, we lost John Roney, Johnny Roney, this past week, um, and uh, they have been, they've been a part of 24, I guess, I figured out since probably about uh, 2009. Uh, and so uh, they've, they've been with us a long time. And uh, if you see them, just love on them. And uh, I'm sure that uh, Nicole and the kids will need us to be there for them in the days to come in many ways. So uh, just be aware of that and uh, be praying for them. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I want to I wanna spend uh, this morning, uh, we're back in our series on Proverbs, uh, but we're specifically talking about family today. Um, and so as uh, we're talking through this today, uh, I hope that it's useful to you. I hope that it's helpful. I know that uh, for some people, probably in, in certain aspects of what I'm going to be talking about this morning, you might sit back and go, well, none of this really pertains to me because I'm not you know, this or I'm not that or whatever, but I, I'm going to challenge you uh, that all of it pertains to us because uh, even if I'm talking about what it's like to be a parent and you're not a parent, uh, then uh, I hope that you would have the knowledge of Scripture to be able to give wise counsel uh, to people in your life that may need your help uh, in understanding what to do in certain situations or, uh, you know, whatnot. And so um, we're going to be walking through some stuff together. I think, I think it'll pretty much hit everybody before we're, we're said and done here, and, uh, and that is always my hope. Uh, but... Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're this whole this whole Proverbs thing, this whole wisdom thing. You know, it's it's a funny thing. You know, it's 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 the book of Proverbs is a funny thing because again, as we've been kind of talking about throughout this series, you know, the book of this this wisdom, this book of wisdom, is you have to know when to use it. We talked in the very beginning of the series. I had a toolbox up here and talked about different tools. And you have to know when to use what tools and that kind of thing. Uh, and and this is very similar and. Uh, you know, it's, it's understanding that a truth can be a truth and good for one moment and not good for another, such as, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, if you want to get out of the truck, you ought to jump down out of the truck. But if you want to get out of the truck while it's moving down the road, you probably shouldn't jump out of it while it's moving down the road, I think, although I'm pretty sure I've seen friends of mine do that when we were kids. Um, but needless to say, uh, you know, it's understanding how to use these truths in your life. And, uh, and I hope that, uh, hope that it's useful for us today. I know, uh, you know, as we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about parenting. We're going to be talking about being children. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about raising children a little bit too. Uh, uh, I know that most of you here are perfect parents and perfect children, so you probably don't need any of this, but uh, 
you know, just, you know, humor me and uh, pretend like you're listening. Don't go to sleep. I'd hate for your mama to hit you before you get out of church today. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let, let's, let's look at this. So I want to start, actually want to start with a passage that's not in Proverbs. Uh, and it's, and it's uh, of, course, of course, it's a, uh, a passage that I think most of us have heard. Exodus 20, verse 12. Uh, and in this passage, we see this uh, first little piece uh, of, of Scripture that helps us to be reminded of uh, something that God has called us to do. Exodus twenty twelve, and it says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land and that the Lord your God is giving you. Now, I don't have that on the screen. That's on purpose. Uh, you know, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So this, this first verse is a verse that obviously is one of the Ten Commandments. We've heard this verse a lot over our lifetime. Even, even if you didn't grow up in church, you know, it's funny. It's like you cannot grow up in church and maybe your parent whipped this out on you at some point and you're like, what? What is that? And they're like, it's from the Bible. And you're like, okay, what do we know about that, Right. Uh, but but this is this is an important this is an important verse for us to understand because the whole honoring our father and mother piece is a big piece and this plays this plays a part even for us as adults now maybe maybe you don't have your parents any longer uh, you know that kind of thing uh, you know I, I had uh, I was doing some counseling this week uh, with a family that I, I'm really growing to love it's a new family in our church and I don't think they mind me sharing this but one of them uh, you know lost their dad along the way really. Uh, both parents stepped out of their life when they were super small. And their grandparents have raised them. And, but just to listen to them talk about their grandparents and just how much they meant to them, and really they call their grandparents their parents. You know, I think for us to recognize that sometimes God, you know, puts people in as a substitute for us at times, right? And, and we've, we've all had some of those people in our lives that have meant so much to us that they... Uh, help fill the role uh, that other people maybe were not able to do uh, or didn't do or whatever it may be. But this honor your father and mother piece is a piece that God is calling us to, not just when we are kids, but as we grow older. We'll talk a little bit about how we can do that in just a minute. Proverbs 1.8 says this. Proverbs 1.8 says this. It says, Here, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a uh, graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Okay, so this is, you know, just a, a basic, like, you know, truth of us being reminded that we are called to uh, heed to the instruction that we received from our fathers and our mothers. I'll read it again. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Interestingly enough, if you go to Proverbs 6.20, we're not looking that up, uh, but if you're taking notes and you want to write it down and look at it later, it says almost the same exact thing and then, and then kind of goes into this whole thing of like why we should listen to the teachings of our fathers and mothers. And that whole teaching is basically like this leading us in the rest of our life kind of thing. And, and it, it literally jumps straight into like adultery. It's like listen to your father and mother's teaching, not just because it's a pin around your neck, but basically because it's going to keep you from making dumb decisions, right? And so 
I, you know, I think, I think that's huge for us today. I know, that, I know that when you are a child, when you are sometimes maybe a teenager, uh, you know, you feel like your parents don't have a clue of what's really going on, right? We, do you remember, if you're an adult, do you remember when you were a teenager and you felt like your parents were just dumb as a box of rocks? You remember that? You know, like you just knew my parents don't have a clue about what's going on, right? And the truth is, as we get older, we start to see some of those things that mom and dad or one of them or whoever, maybe that grandparent that God put in our life to help us or whoever it was, that coach or somebody, we start to see that those things that they were telling us were true and they were just telling us because they love us. They were just telling us because they wanted to protect us and they cared about us. By the way, today is a good day to thank them for things that maybe they have done for you along the way. Honoring our parents is not necessarily a sentimental thing. It's a, you know, that word, that word honor, you know, uh, you know it, comes, it comes with the idea that we would treat them with honor, you know? I mean, think about like people that you've been dying to meet your whole life, you know, and if you had the chance to meet them, how would you act around them? You would, you would want to honor them in some way. You would not want to embarrass them or embarrass yourself or whatever it may be. You would want to honor them. And we are called to do this really no matter who they are. You know, we are called, and, and, here's, and here's a few things that we're called to do in honoring our parents. We're called uh, to show them respect. We're called to, uh, and, and this, no, no matter how old they are, no matter, you know, whatever, look for ways to show them respect. Uh, we're called to share with them in ways that they have blessed our lives, maybe things that they've instilled in us or things that we've gotten from them. This is, a, again, this is a great day for us to recognize, you know, things that uh, maybe they have done or that we picked up along the way that are good things in our lives to be able to say, hey, mom, dad, I got this from you, you know. It's been helpful in my life in this way or that way or whatever it may be. Furthermore, people change. We need to be able to let people change. And we need to be able to forgive them. You know, I think, I think that's a piece of the puzzle that I think is so hard for so many of us because, you know, along the way in many situations, many house situations, family situations, uh, you know, maybe you've been hurt by uh, a parent along the way. And so the idea of forgiving them is, is so hard and so crazy to you. But the truth is, is that it's important for us to do that. I mean, the truth is, is we need, we need to do that for ourselves but we're called to do that in our hearts. Uh, and, and the truth is, is, you know, God may use that to change them. God may use that to do something in them. Forgive your parents, you know. Be liberated from them, you know. It's okay that you can grow up and at the same time get to a point where you do not need to meet some sort of approval of them, and you can still honor them at the same time while doing that. You can still respect them at the same time while doing that. You can still forgive them at the same time while doing that. And I think that's that's huge for us this morning. I know a lot of people that struggle with this. 
Now, let's talk just a little bit about us as parents and what it looks like to love children well. Uh, again, you may not be a parent. You may say, I'm never going to be a parent. It doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm here to tell you there's going to be some stuff in here that's going to be useful. You're going to be able to share it with somebody else uh, if you're not able to use it yourself. Uh, the first thing that I have for us this morning it comes from Proverbs 14.26. Proverbs 14.26, and it says this. It says, In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have, ref- have a refuge. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. So for us to understand that God is calling us to follow him in such a way that our healthy fear of who he is would give us a strong confidence that we are sure of this world and this life and our calling and our relationship with the Lord so much that our children find in us a refuge. If you're a parent, your child needs to find in you a refuge. They need to know that you are a safe place. They need to know that they can always come back. I know what you're thinking. You're like, now be careful, Chris. I don't want them coming back and sleeping on my couch, right? I understand that. That's okay. But we all have moments when we need to be able to come back to those people that love us to a safe place where we know that we can be and that we are protected. We have a refuge. Proverbs 20 verse 7 says this. It says, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. The righteous who walk in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. So this is, this is speaking to our character, our integrity, and that there is a result based upon our integrity and our character that affects our children. And I think that we know this, but I think for a lot of us, we're not thinking about this. And really, what, what these verses come down to is that this is, this is our challenge for us to be a Christ-like example for our kids. Our kids see us. They know us. You know, we can be one person at home. We can be another person out in public. They know who we are, right? They don't, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I remember, you know, uh, you know, shows back in the day where they would like interview kids. You remember these shows and they just like bring kids up on stage in front of a live audience and stuff and start interviewing them and asking them all kinds of crazy questions. And these kids are just saying all kinds of nutty things about their parents. You know, I, I've got my, so <laughs> I've got, my parents still have stuff that I wrote on and drew on and, and wrote on and things uh, from when I was a kid. And one of those things is, you know, it was one of these like deals where, uh, you know, the, um, uh, you fill in the blanks as a kid, and it says, you know, something like, you know, uh, when uh, I disobey my mom and dad. I mean, they might as well had just like, you know, set this whole thing up for us as kids, right? And then it's a blank, and of course, I put beat me, you know? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> and we still have it. I, I'll try to find and take a picture of it, post it for you. They'll probably, DCS will probably show up at my parents' house. This week, (laughs) 
you know. But yeah, you know, it's so, you know, but the truth is, is like our kids know us. They know who we are. They know what's important to us. We can, we can say one thing is important to us, but if something else is actually more important to us, they know it. They could tell us. We'll be bringing them up on stage here later in the service to ask them. So, kids know who we are. They know our struggles. We won't fake them out. And they need to see our humility. They need to see our humility. They need to see that we too are sinners. And we need to ask at times for their forgiveness when we fail them. It is good for them to see us not perfect. They know we're not perfect, right? They need to see us admit that and at times need forgiveness, show that humility, and at the same time, they need to see that we too need grace. The second thing that we see for us as parents that we need to be about comes in the beginning of uh, Proverbs 22.6. Proverbs 22.6, and this is another one of those famous verses, and here it is. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. By the way, Danny Aiken was great with talking through some of this stuff, and I'm so grateful for that in, uh, in his commentary on Proverbs. Um, and I appreciate, and I'm and I'm using some of the outline in which he used, kind of making it my own. But uh, you know, this this idea of training up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is this is a big deal. This is this is this is the thing that every parent is wondering: Am I doing this well? And they're wondering, you know. And I've had so many parents talk to me over the years, and they'll say, "Well, I had this child." And I raised them just like this child, and this child went this way, and this child went that way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens, you know, and that's okay. I mean, you know, different children are going to go different directions. And at the end of the day, the truth is, do they know the truths that we have sent them with? Because the whole, the whole purpose and idea of parenthood is not that we could raise these people that they will live on our couch for the rest of their lives, right? It's so that they will grow up into being good humans in this world who hopefully love Jesus and love the world and want to glorify love the Lord and want to glorify him in everything that they do so that when they go out into the world the world sees Christ, sees Jesus. And so as hard as it is sometimes for us to, you know, let the little bird fly, and usually when they're flying and we're struggling with them flying away, they're actually not that little anymore, right? We've got several families going through that right now, I know. And, uh, and, and I'll be honest, I, 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 I know that I'm going to struggle when that day comes for me too. But it's what we're called to do. It's what we're called to do. That they may go out and be Christ to others, that he may be made known in other places. Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, the whole book of Proverbs is based on this whole 
idea of it's written as if a father is talking to a son. And throughout the book of Proverbs, as this father is talking to the son, he's constantly saying, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, right? He is saying specifically, talk, speak. In fact, this passage, what's it say? Train up a child in the way he should go. And, and you know, if we're going to do that, we can't do that without words. That can't be done without words. Words have to be a part of the process for us. It has to be part of the process for us. And so our children need to hear us speak out loud these things. So many folks, I'm afraid, in this day and age have this mindset of, you know what, the school and the church and the youth minister, or the whoever, that all those people can raise my kid. They, they can train them in the things that they need to know and we'll be okay. And I'm here to tell you that, I mean, this really is, this really is a job that the Lord has given us as parents. We can't farm this out. Now, do those people come alongside of us, hopefully, and, and help lead our children to the Lord? I, yeah, I hope so. Maybe not in all those situations or whatever, but at least in some of them. And so for us to even get this, which is Proverbs 24.3, we see this training in kind of a real-time situation a little more uh, in what it looks like and, and what's, you know, what's the piece of the puzzle that we need. Is it just truth? Is it just we just need to uh, you know, share the Scriptures with them? Well, let, let's just look at it. Proverbs 24 Verse 3, it says this, it says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So, verse 3, by wisdom a house is built. By wisdom a house is built. So again, we're, we're in the book of wisdom. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through Solomon to give us all this. You know, but, you know, this whole understanding of, of this, you know, house of wisdom, so to speak here, this, you know, by wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. This isn't talking about the construction of a home, okay? This is not talking about wood and nails and concrete and all this other stuff. This is talking about our families. And by wisdom, a family is built. And by understanding... It is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. What do, you, what do you think Solomon, oh wise Solomon, is talking about there? Do you think that he's really talking about that the rooms of this house that we're so concerned about raising these children in to know the Lord, to have God's wisdom and all these things, do you really think he's talking about like gold? You think he's talking about jewelry? Do you think he's talking about the finest of fine things, the greatest collectibles, the best appreciating things we can put our money into? No. You take this alongside of the rest of the book of Proverbs, and over and over you will see that he is making this argument throughout the scriptures that these riches are the people, it is the family members. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. It's talking about 
our children, talking about our family, that the house would be full with those that we love and that we care for, that God would use us to help build this house with His wisdom, leaning on Him that we would build a house of wisdom, right? What did that, what's that look like? What, are, what do those things look like? Well, I came up with a quick short list. And let me tell you what, it is a quick short list. Although it's not that short, I know it's just the tip of the iceberg. But it's just some things that I just felt like, you know, here are things that I hope that my children, you know, hear me talk about, hear me teach them, you know, uh, the first thing, the gospel. That they would know the gospel, that we would have talked about that. That why we as spouses love each other more than we love even them. About how to deal with issues in life when facing trials. How to handle money. How to make money. How to love others. About intimacy and its place in God's creation. How to use our words to build people up and not tear people down how to navigate temptation, how to navigate failure and success, why we finish what we start, why we believe what we believe, doctrinal truths of the Scriptures. And then lastly, I want them to know that they can come to us and ask questions, even the hard ones, and that we won't shy away from that. Our kids need to hear us talk about this stuff. They hear us talk about a lot of stuff. This is the stuff that we need to make sure gets in there, right? This is the stuff that matters for the rest of their life, for their eternity for that matter. We're sending out children to be soldiers that are part of an army in spiritual warfare. And as much as I'd love for my kids to know everything I know about the Ford Mustang... It's pretty useless information to some degree, you know. It's great at wowing a crowd of dudes at a gas station. But I want to be able to help my children navigate moments in life when they lose a job or they lose a child or a spouse or whatever it may be that comes their way, because the truth is, is we know that this life is hard, and that suffering is a part of it. And they need to be able to stand on their feet, because I won't always be here. You know? We need to raise our children to follow the Lord, to lean on Him. The third thing that I want to share with us this morning that shows us and points us toward the Lord and what we can do as parents, Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So this is one of those verses that raises some eyebrows in this day and age, right? And if you've got, uh, uh, if you've got any complaints about how it fits into our culture right now, don't send me any letters. You can send them to Solomon because he wrote it some many thousands of years ago. Um, but if you look at this passage and all you get is that this is a, oh, you should always whip your kid kind of passage. 
which I survived that myself according to the paper that I wrote in, you know, where my parents beat me. Um, they did not beat me. They did whip me, though. And I needed it, probably more than I got it, to be honest. Um, but the truth is, is that if all you get from this is that this is about trying to whip your kids into shape, that's not what it is. In fact, this is talking specifically to the point of discipline. And discipline is not always whipping your kid. We know that. In fact, you've got to know your kids. You, if you know your kids, you know that they all react differently in different ways. I, I got kids that if, if, I, if they were to get a spanking, they'd just look at me and be like, sorry, you know, and then they'd walk off. Now, I got other kids that, you know, if I was to take a thing from them, their world might come to an end. You would hear them crying from wherever you live, right? It, again, it's, it's understanding, this is an understanding of what it looks like to properly discipline kids. And, and, and the point being is this, okay, that whoever spares the rod, whoever spares discipline, okay, let's go more specific with that, whoever spares discipline from a child hates his child is what it says. We don't hate our kids, so why does it say that? It's, it's trying to help us to understand that if we do not address discipline with our children, it will be detrimental to them in their lives. We, I think, know this, but sometimes we kind of want to just, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to fool with it. You know, I don't want to fool with disciplining my kids. I, I just love them too much. I'm just going to keep giving them what they want. Okay. We all look forward to dealing with them when they become adults. <laughs> Proverbs 23:13 goes further with this same thing. Proverbs 23 verse 13 it says, "Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die." I know, right? <laughs> so, some of y'all just going to make your kids go cut switches today. Huh? In verse 14, it says this. It says, if you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. Again, this, is, this isn't about wanting to discipline our kids, right? And this isn't even about in how we do it as much as an understanding that we are called to do it, right? And it's up to us as parents to know our kids well enough to know what's the thing that they need the most in that moment. What's going to get their attention? What's going to help them to not do it again? I don't want my son to walk into the street and get hit by a car. And I can promise you, if we don't stay on him in discipline, that's exactly what he would do. I know him too well. And I love him too much. Furthermore, I want him to grow up understanding that you can't go through life just hitting people. This is a conversation we have on the regular. <laughs> and I love my son. But it's a conversation we have. And, and I just say, look, son, if I was down at the Dollar General, because there's one everywhere, right? It's the easy location to our house, right? I'm like, if I was down at the Dollar General and I just decided to start hitting some people in the store, what do you think is going to happen? He says, 
they're going to take you to jail. Yeah. So he's at least getting, you know, because it's not the first time we've talked about it, right? He's getting the concept that you can't do this throughout your life. So let's stop doing it now, right? You will save his soul from Sheol. This is, this is literally helping us to understand. We're literally helping to save our children from hell. To hear the truth, to understand what it is, to keep them from walking in such a way that it's going to be destructive to them. And really, at the end of the day, this discipline, as it, as it may be, you know, is, it's instruction, it's coaching. It's this call to correction, this call to discipline, and, and it's coaching, you know? We can, co- we can coach a kid how to hit a ball. We can coach a kid how to run as fast as he can from one line to another. And these kids need us to coach them through these things in life that are so simple that sometimes we're just like, well, I don't want to fool with it. They'll figure it out. Their teachers will get it. They'll cover it along the way. By the way, one half of all parents are below average. You can't argue with that statistic, right? Some of you all get that in a minute, okay? One half of all parents are below average, okay? It's all a reminder that we all need Jesus. We don't have it figured out. I don't have it figured out. I'm not standing up here today saying, oh, I'm a great, I'm a great dad. I'm probably a terrible dad a lot of days. My kids could probably shoot holes in all sorts of things that I do and how I do it. What I do too much, what I don't do enough, I could give you a short list. Here's the point. It's not to try to beat ourselves up today. The point is for us to make changes, to try to be who God's calling us to be in their lives, to help lead them to Him. We're all called to help them understand right and wrong. But at the end of the day, it's instruction. And for us to build a house of wisdom means that we must get wisdom. So where is that coming from? Well, there is one called wisdom, and we can introduce our kids to him. And if we do that, we've, we've done the job. By the way, we also can know him, this guy wisdom, we can also know him and have a relationship with him. And when we do, and we spend time with him, he will impart to us wisdom that we didn't even realize that we were getting. If you enter into a relationship with Jesus, you'll get wisdom. Furthermore, Jesus even shows us what it looks like for us to love our parents and to leave our parents. Jesus left his dad to come to here, humble himself to be a man, to give his life. Why? That we might get to know wisdom. That we might grow in who he is and that he may change our life and help us in what it looks like to show others our call to live for Him and for His kingdom. 
Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've never trusted in Jesus. Maybe you've never believed in Him to be your Savior. I want you to know that God loves you so much that He sent His only Son. His only Son. I don't know that I could send my Son and give Him up for anything. But God did that for us that we might believe in Him and trust in Him that He would come and pay the ransom for the death that we deserve by allowing us to hang Him on the cross and give His life for us. For forgiveness. For a new life. A new life here and a new life eternally. That's a great thing. And if you've never trusted in Jesus today, I'm going to challenge you. We're going to pray in just a second. You can pray and ask Jesus to be your Savior today. And it's really all about a heart thing. If you mean it in your heart, and He's listening, and He is listening, I'm telling you, you too can be a part of the family of God. Let's pray. God, we thank You this morning, Lord, for the chance that we have not just to be a part of your family, but to be a part of your family that is active. And Lord, you've given us things. You've given us pieces of this to be a part of, Lord, in, in raising others and encouraging others. God, help us to do that well. God, we pray that you would guide us. Guide us in what it looks like to be good parents, to be good children, even as adults. God, help us to see what it looks like to continue to honor our parents. God, help us to see what it looks like to lead our children to you. God, thank you for allowing us to be a part of the process. Lord, I pray for anyone right now that has never trusted in you to be their Savior. God, I pray that, to, that, that today, that right now, Lord, that they may cry out to you and say, God, save me today. Save me right now. I trust in you. I believe in you. I believe in what you did through your son, Jesus. I believe in his sacrifice on the cross. I believe that he rose again to defeat death on my behalf. God, I, I pray, Lord, that they would trust in you right in this moment. God, that you would save them today and make them new. God, thank you for allowing us to come to worship you, to be together as your body, as your church. God, help us to live for your, for your kingdom God, help us to build houses of wisdom. We ask all this today in your son's name. Amen.